of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. The Lord be with you. A warm welcome to morning celebration of Mass here at St. Bride's in Cambus Lang. The Mass today is, of course, the funeral Mass for the repose of the soul of Louise Muldoon. Welcome to Kevin, her husband, and to David, her brother. Welcome to Claire and Debbie, her daughters, to her grandchild, Mia. Welcome to Stephen and welcome to all family members and family friends who are here with us. As you know, many people would like to be here with you, but because of the restrictions are unable to be present in the church, but they're able to watch via the camera that is here with us today in the church. A special word of welcome then uh, to all those who are watching, especially to Lena and family in America, David's family in Canada, and in places locally and in far afield as well. Those who are not able to be physically present here with us in the church, send to all of you who are here today their love, their condolences, their good wishes and their prayers. We are all deeply saddened at the death of Louise. The illness that she had was very serious and very grave, but she bore it with immense courage, great dignity and great resilience. 
I'm sure that you will agree with me, it seems unbelievable to be here in church for this funeral of Louise, where she was such a vibrant person, happy, always friendly, and always open. It's hard to believe that she's no longer with us. We turn to our faith once again then for consolation. God heals the brokenhearted. He binds up our wounds. And we turn to him once again and ask him to give us strength to bear the loss. We thank God for the blessings that have come through Louise's life, especially to family and friends. She was a good daughter, a good sister, a good wife, a good mum, a good grandmother, and a good aunt. And she was a good friend. Thank God for the kindnesses and the blessings that have come through her life to many. To begin the Mass and to offer the Mass more worthily, we first call to mind our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned through my fault and my words and what I have done and what I have failed to do. Through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault, Therefore, I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. O God, Almighty Father, our faith professes that your Son died and rose again. Mercifully grant that through this mystery, your servant Louise, who has fallen asleep in Christ, may rejoice to rise again through him, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Please be seated. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. I will tell you something, something that has been a secret, that we are not all going to die, but we shall all be changed. This will be instantaneous in the twinkling of an eye when the last trumpet sounds. It will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable and we shall be changed as well because our present perishable nature must put on imperishability and this mortal nature must put on immortality. And when this perishable nature has put on imperishability and when this mortal nature has put on immortality, then the words of the scripture will come true. Death is swallowed up in victory. Death, where is your victory? Death, where is your sting? Now the sting of death is sin, and sin gets its power from the law. So let us thank God for giving us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. The word of the Lord.
reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Thessalonians. We want you to be quite certain, brothers and sisters, about those who have died, to make sure that you do not grieve about them like other people who have no hope. We believe that Jesus died and rose again, and that it will be the same for those who have died in Jesus. God will bring them with him, with him. And we can tell you this from the Lord's own teaching, that any of us who are left alive until the Lord's coming will not have any advantage over those who have died. At the trumpet of God, the voice of the archangel will call out the command, and the Lord himself will come down from heaven. Those who have died in Christ will be the first to rise, and those of us who are still alive will be taken up in the clouds, together with them, to meet the Lord in the air. So we shall stay with the Lord forever. And with such words as these, you should comfort one another. The word of the Lord. Please stand. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. With the coming of evening, Jesus said to his disciples, Let us cross over to the other side. And leaving the crowd behind, they took him, just as he was in the boat, and there were other boats with him. Then it began to blow a gale, and the waves were breaking into the boat, so that it was almost swamped. But he was in the stern, his head in the cushion, asleep. They woke him and said to him, Master, do you not care? We are going down. And he woke up and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Quiet now, be calm. And the wind dropped, and all was indeed calm again. Then he said to them, Why are you so frightened? How is it that you have no faith? And they were filled with awe and said to one another, Who can this be? 
for even the wind and the sea obey him. The Gospel of the Lord. Please sit down. This morning I am especially thinking of Mrs. Kyle, Louise's mother. In this church three years ago, Mrs. Kyle celebrated her 100th birthday. She was radiant, happy, and overjoyed to see all her relatives and friends. For all of us, it was a day of great joy, and the pictures show how immensely happy we were. It was a special day for the family and friends that were there, and especially for Louise and David and Rena. We couldn't have imagined, though, that in a short space of time, uh, we would gather again for Mrs. Kyle's funeral after that 100th birthday. Today, also, after what seems such a short space of time since then, we are here in this church for the funeral of Louise. It's incredible for us to think that her life has ended. In those days in which I visited her in her home when she was sick, Louise and I used to talk about her mother's life that was so long, and by comparison, her life would be so much shorter. She always used to reflect how strange it was that I was giving her Holy Communion in the house, as I had for many years her own mother too, and it did seem very strange. I was conscious in those moments in which I was with her that she drew great strength from her faith, as she'd always done throughout her life, especially in moments that were especially difficult. The Gospel of today's Mass finds the apostles in great difficulty also. They are in the boat when the storm rages, the wind blows, the waves break into the boat. Some of these apostles, as we might appreciate, would be experienced sailors and fishermen. They know the dangers very well, the swell, the crosswinds, the violent storms that erupt on the, the waters. The passage tells us that in the midst of it all, that Jesus sleeps, seemingly unconcerned, oblivious to the storm and the dangers. When he is awakened with their cries, what we hear is that he stills the wind and commands the sea to be calm again. And in the end, he turns to them and asks them why they were afraid and wonders why they have so little faith. In life, there are many situations of difficulty for all of us. I'm sure that at times Louise would have felt that she was tossed from side to side, like those apostles in the boat, and maybe also in her own life she felt great fear too. But her faith brought her that sense that Jesus would calm the raging storm and lead her to safety. She need not be afraid. In the storm that was her illness, Louise was 
immensely calm, exceptionally strong, and very resilient, and very much at peace. And she drew great strength in the eye of the storm that the Lord was indeed with her and would calm her fears and give her the strength that she needed in this hour of her need. He did not disappoint her. She was brave, strong, and at peace. The illness that she experienced, there were moments of extreme and intense pain. Used to often say that the worst was to come. But if it was, in many senses, she proved that she was the stronger and she was given great grace to bear it all. It was exceptionally hard for everyone to see Louise so ill. She was greatly helped by Kevin and the girls and David and all the family and her friends who were an immense support to her. They kept her spirit up, helped her to get through the days of uncertainty and pain and the heavy cross didn't seem so heavy when others were helping her carry it. Today we sense that the stormy waters have passed, that there is a safe harbour, that she has reached the destination where all life has been leading to the place of joy and peace in the presence of God. We take consolation that she's safely home, safe, secure and at peace. Just a few words about uh, Louise's life for you today. She was born on the 26th of April, 1955. Her parents, Louise and Robert Kyle. She was to be very devoted to her mother all her life and was the apple of her father's eye. She was the youngest of the five children, the others, David and Drina and Robert and Beth. These two final uh, people, sadly, have now passed away. She had a very happy childhood, grew up, uh, born in uh, Somerville Street, lived in Glenburn and uh, in Glasgow Road. She freely admitted uh, as the youngest child she was spoiled. And I believe that David himself, who had gone to sea, always returned with special lovely gifts for her when he was back home. She attended uh, St Bride's School and Elmwood School as well attended the church here of St Bride's and made her sacraments in this very church. As a young woman, she worked at Care's Bakery Shop uh, and got to know the people who lived here in this town. She began her working life in the valuation office at Barrick Street in Hamilton from 1972 to 1979, doing administration work. She met a young man, uh, Kevin Muldoon, on a blind date in 1972 and married here in 1973. Married on the 28th of July 1973 by the indefatigable uh, Canon Murray. The wedding mass was long, very long, and the Canon made Kevin repeat a number of times the vows. I do, just to make sure, I suppose, that he meant it. She was 18, he was 22, 
And Mrs Kyle used to, I believe, say in those early days, I'll give it a few months. She was writing a lot of things, Nana, but she wasn't writing this. This year that they were able to celebrate 47 years of married life. And they had a fine marriage, loving and supportive and caring of each other. Speaking to yourself, Kevin, over these days, it's clear the deep love, affection and care that you had for Louise. And that love was the treasure of your life and will always be the treasure of your life. Louise had a great desire to have children, and that prayer was answered in the two girls or ladies that are here today, uh, Claire and Debbie. And she loved her girls, and they loved her deeply indeed. And she meant everything to them. She was their rock, their support, their world. And uh, I know that you also had the sadness uh, of losing the twins in your married life too, Robert and Kevin Francis. And Louise and both yourself, Kevin, have always treasured their memory. Early days of married life were in Hamilton, then back to mother and father's house, then to Whitleyburn, and then out to Coatness and Cambusnathan. But while living at Coatness and Cambusnethan, most days found her on the train back to Cambus Lang, for she missed her parents, her family and her friends. But eventually, of course, they were to move back here to Cambus Lang in 1982 and to have been in the same house ever since. And that house became a true home, a real home, a place that was noted for its hospitality, towards friends and family, towards friends of the girls who were always made very welcome. Louise was always a person who kept her friends and friendship itself was always important to her. The support of her friends meant a great deal to her, especially in her illness. She was able to return uh, to work uh, with the support of Nana, who looked after the girls uh, when they were growing up. She returned to work, this time at the tax office at Centre One in East Kilbride, and she was a very valued colleague, serious about her work and dedicated to it. And she also involved herself in many social occasions in the work and in charity work uh, that she became involved in. She always, all through her life, had a special love for children, and the charities themselves reflected uh, that special love that she had for children. Kevin always says about her that she was good at getting everybody else to do the work, and she had the ideas. In an early part of her life, she supported St Francis's maternity home, where many women had their children, and she was a great supporter of SPUC. In nature, Louise was a very kind and generous person, open and friendly. And I often used to think of her when I was thinking about her that she had similar qualities to her own mother. As you know, she was always smartly dressed and also always looked her best 
on every occasion, no matter what. I think today and in these days, everyone feels that they've lost something that can't be replaced in the family and amongst friends. Something valuable, something precious, and something irreplaceable. Think something has gone out of your life that was good, that was very good. But the light itself doesn't go out, does it? For we never stop loving the person, never stop caring for them, never stop missing them. St. Paul himself often reminds us in the readings that we listen to that there are all sorts of things that pass away, but love doesn't pass away. Love itself remains, and the light itself continues to burn brightly. One of the great things and blessings of Louise's life was that she was able to live to see the life of her granddaughter, Mia, and the life of grandson, Harry, as well. They meant everything to her, and she lit up when they were around. Children, as I say, were always special to her, and these children meant everything to her. They have the consolation to look back at and knowing how much they were loved by their own nana. Today, one of the things that we've come to see in this church is that God's love for us never dies and is eternal. He never cuts us off, never closes the door, and in life and death, he loves us very much indeed. All roads lead to him. All paths, however winding, end up at his door. He will never turn us away. His love will never dry, become dry. It will never be limited. But his love is always generous and infinitely merciful. God has blessed all of our lives with this generous and kind lady. She had such thoughtful ways and an exceptional gift of befriending other people. She used to say, if I can't promise to fix all your problems, I can promise that you'll never face them alone. Sadly, her life has been short, especially in comparison to her own mother's life. But whose life wouldn't be short in comparison to Mrs. Kyle's life? But it was a good and fulfilled life that was filled to the brim with good things and a life that was filled with faith and love of God. We are thankful then for all the kindnesses, for her love, for her generous deeds and for her loving ways. At the end of her journey, may God grant her peace. At the end of her journey, may she have great peace. At the end of the journey, may she be united in the love of God with all of those that she's loved and gone before her.
sisters, that my sacrifice endures may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. As we humbly present to you these offerings, O Lord, for the salvation of your servant, we beseech your mercy that she who did not doubt your son to be a loving saviour may find in him a most merciful judge, who lives and reigns forever and ever. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. In him the hope of blessed resurrection is dawned, that those saddened by the certainty of dying might be consoled by the promise of immortality to come. Indeed, for your faithful Lord, Life is changed, not ended, and when this earthly dwelling turns to dust, an eternal dwelling is made ready for them in heaven. And so, with the angels and archangels, with the thrones and dominions, with the hosts and powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glory, as without end we acclaim. Holy, holy, holy Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held as worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that, sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world. Bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Joseph, our Bishop, 
and all the clergy. Remember, Louise, whom you have called from this world to yourself. Grant that she who was united with your son in a death like his may also be one with him in his resurrection. And remember also all our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face and have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, her spouse, the blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be coerced to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours forever and ever. Please stand. We pray together in the words that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not in our sins, but in the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity, in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Peace of the Lord be with you always. Lamb of God. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. Oh 
God, whose Son left us in the sacrament of his body, food for the journey. Mercifully grant that strengthened by it, our dear sister may come to the eternal table of Christ, who lives and reigns forever and ever.
to help me with 